This episode of Neo Reality Collective is brought to you by The Everyday Fan. Check out their content and a passionate group of content creators getting together to create content for the, for the growing community of pop culture, fan base, fandoms, and especially sports such as football, basketball, baseball, professional wrestling, and MMA fantasy sport. Control your content and share your story around the world today. The Neo Reality Entertainment brand expands with a relaunch of the Neo Reality Collective Pop Culture News Talk. Your host, Eric Brown, gives his insights and thoughts in the ever-expanding news world of comic books, professional wrestling, gaming, TV, and movies. Be sure to donate to the brand and keep up to date with additional content on YouTube channels such as Neo Reality Entertainment, NRE The Wrestleverse, and NRE Pop Culture Omniversa. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Neo Reality Collective. I am your host, Eric Brown, and we're back again with more additional content going on throughout the wrestling, throughout the, not wrestling world, sorry, oh god, botched on the first 10 seconds, uh, entertainment stuff going on in the world, and uh, let's get right into things and get this whole thing over with. We're going to be into this for a little bit. Charlie Cox came out and says he owes the future of his career to, to the Save Daredevil social media campaign. During an interview with Marvel.com, star of Netflix's Daredevil said that the Save Daredevil social media campaign played a big part in his return, saying, whatever happens to my career going forward from this point on, I owe most of it to Save Daredevil campaign, that even when I had lost hope years ago, they did not. And they continue to campaign and support, and over the years I've met many of them, and they're such an enthusiastic, passionate crowd. Daredevil is such an amazing character. It's been a great honor to, of my career to be offered that part and not be and to be able to play him. I've had such fun with it. With it. it changed my life irrevocably. And when the show came to an end, despite the disappointment of the journey ending, I felt like we'd done a good job and we had an amazing time. We could only be grateful for what we had. And then they brought them back with the No Way Home event. <laughs> And suited up as Daredevil again, at Matt Murdock came back in No Way Home, and then Daredevil suited up in his uh, more yellow form in She-Hulk, and he also he's even getting his own show, Daredevil Born Again, which may or may not be based off of the Born Again series that Frank Miller surprisingly penned and was actually pretty good. Do you mean by back again, starring again? It almost... It feels like a little bit like a dream. It feels too good to be true. I'm excited about the future. I can't wait to get on set. And from the first day of the new show, I'm always starting to train. And you know, I'm always starting to make plans in terms of living and training and having conversations with the writers and all those things. So it's starting to feel very real. So, <laughs> Daredevil is back. Uh, I'm excited for his uh, for Charlie Cox's role as Matt Murdock Daredevil. I know it's not a direct continuation of what we grew up on with the Netflix series. I'm hoping there's still some continuity left over from that that is explored in the events that happened in the Netflix series just to, you know, recanize certain elements of the Netflix show. Though that will lead to multiple questions wondering where the hell the Avengers were, considering that the time of the show was airing, all the Netflix Marvel shows were all part of the MCU, theoretically speaking. 
they were all in New York, and you know, most superhero activity tends to take place in New York, despite the fact that there's like other places in the world. But yeah, uh, I I was excited when I heard when I found out Matt Murdock, Charlie Cox's Matt Murdock was back, and he seems to have all the manner mannerisms that he had in the Netflix show. Though I haven't watched She-Hulk yet, I heard that he's a little bit more goofy, so to speak. And people would have said that this is a total portrayal of the Matt Murdock character. Now, if they were arguing that the Netflix, that the one that we got from the Netflix series and whatnot, is the inaccurate version, okay. But in the comics, Mark Wade's Daredevil run was actually like that a lot. And for some people, that was like a massive tonal shift to them because they're so used to Daredevil these days being the dark, dark hero with a very complicated story and everything going on for him. I get that, but it's just one of those days where you're just like, like, like Matt Murdock, like he deserves a little bit of cheering up considering everything he went through from being a kid to now. Oh God! So, yeah, let, let, let's cut him some slack. I feel. So, moving on from that, CD Projekt Red—they announced that there are no plans for a Cyberpunk Edge Runner season two. So, despite the fact that the anime was successful, even got Cyberpunk the game to get a massive, massive boost in popularity again, even new content released and a sort of a re- soft rebirth, so to speak, of everything. Uh, oh man. Um, there's no plan for a season two. Saying with um, with the Japanese community managers coming out and saying, I personally would like to continue the, to work with Japanese studios to produce more anime in the future, partly because we received very good feedback. However, just to be clear, Cyberpunk Edge Runners was planned as a standalone work, so there's no such thing as we are actually working on season two in the background. Saying, but that's not off the table completely. Saying, uh, even if we can make more anime in the future, I don't know if it would be season two or something completely different. And while I haven't watched it yet, I do know that that I did hear they had pretty definitive endings, so it makes sense. So it makes sense to, you know, end it on a quieter on a on a self-contained ending so yeah plus we've seen what happens when people overstay their welcome in the network shows so yeah probably for the best meanwhile uh the upcoming mod game fallout london made some massive cuts to the game recently announcing that queen elizabeth and king charles would be removed from the from the game like they originally they were set to show up in the fallout london game as ghouls of of course and they removed them saying like saying that we all have always maintained that if she was to pass away before the mod was complete we would change it do not expect him to be there there's no point asking in the comments there's no point in moaning it's the official stance of the mod and it will not change considering that had the game come out game, had the mod come out before she died that would have been a different story now that she's gone and you're playing a game where you get to shoot her kind of comes off in bad taste since the death will be fresh for a while. <laughs> oh, God. 
But yeah, there was some concept art of her, of Queen Elizabeth as a ghoul with um, her puppies, with her dogs as ghouls, called the Royal Ghoul. So, concept art. (laughs) (sighs) Meanwhile, an announcement via Twitter from Digimon producers. Um, they have announced that there are multiple Digimon games in the works, saying tonight, I w- today I would like to announce that we have decided to release new Digimon ne- World, World Next Order on Nintendo Switch and Steam. Currently, we have multiple Digimon games in production in the pipeline. <sighs> okay, I'm gonna be real. I kind of forgot about that franchise. I thought, oh god, it's still going? Like Pokemon? I like Pokemon at least still has a lot of pro- Law of Notoriety, I've kind of forgotten about Digimon. I like, I think I forgot about that since the 2010s. And even then, I wasn't really interested in it. I probably played for it for like a second and then just moved on with my life when I was a kid at daycare. Oh man. Heck, the new game they released isn't even technically a release, a new product. It's, it's, it's a, Re-release having first appeared on the PlayStation Vita in 2016, with a few improvements, it's just making its way to Nintendo Switch and Steam because the PS Vita is dead. That's my soul. Meanwhile, Elon Musk has now the is now the official owner of Twitter, and reports came out beforehand that he was planning to cut more than 5,000 jobs at Twitter. 75% of that workforce. There are 7,500 people there. And and 5,000 will be cut. I'm sure this will cause no problems whatsoever. Meanwhile, the Duffer Brothers Death Note series for Netflix gets a writer. (laughs) Uh, uh, I kind of forgot that they're working on a Death Note series. It's like... I feel like Death Note should have stuck to being its own anime version, like the story of Light and L and all that stuff. I just feel like that should have been its own thing and any other expanded material could have been like, you know, other people who wielded the Death Note after Light. Like he be like he becomes this kind of underground symbol of sorts and people take on the and people who are get chosen for the book take on it but like it's just weird that they keep making remakes and, and reinterpretations of the original story it's just kind of this thing I just don't like anymore and while the Duffer Brothers are great with Stranger Things and all that I really just wish they don't they they just messed they didn't just mess with it and, and instead expanded the Death Note mythos into more other characters outside of L and Light. Heck, you could make an alternate timeline where L gets the book and see what he would have done with it. That would have been interesting since well the people who own the books are technically gods, so they could theoretically go into the multiverse and you know just try it out for sis and giggles come on like you don't think they would do that 
But yeah, the, according to Deadline, the upcoming Death Note adaptation has tapped. Uh, I am not going to even try to pronounce this name. All I know is that this person is a longtime fan of the anime and as well as a Japanese speaker, being a Japanese speaker, having spent time living in Tokyo. Okay. Meanwhile, early access for Kerbal Space Program, Program 2 begins in begins early access in February, February 24, 2023 to be more specific. Available on Steam, Epic Games Store, and other PC storefronts. Meanwhile, in the wake of all the Resident Evil content that was coming out, it was announced that there are no plans for Resident Evil Code Veronica Remake, aka the original Resident Evil 3, but then production happened. Uh, uh, yeah. Speaking to Noisy Pixel, Resident Evil 4 producer, I'm not pronouncing his name, said Capcom's current focus is currently on Resident Evil 4, but if the opportunity comes, maybe, on whether the company will remake Coveronica. I mean, like, considering it was the original Resident Evil 3 and then production stuff and marketing just kind of wrecked everything and they just switched the tiles with Resident Evil 3. Um, either or it could work. Meanwhile, FIFA 23 crowns U.S. sales charts in a September New Games release. So, yeah. Matt NFL, which came out on top in charts last month, held its second place spot according to the NPD Goose Monthly Charts, which tracked by dollar sales. It was followed by four releases, NBA 2K23, then Splatoon, The Last of Us Part 1, The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Cowabunga Collection, Saints Row last month was number two, then came in at number seven, and then new release JoJo Bazaar's Adventure All-Star Brawl followed. Despite the all these new releases, the overall year-to-date top 10 didn't change much, with Elden Ring still reigning at the top best-selling game of the year thus far, followed by LEGO Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. While Madden, unfortunately, moved up two spots, booting down Pokemon Legends, and that's pretty much it. Oh, the pain of the pain! Elden Ring is still popular, and people will probably still hate it. Meanwhile, with Resident Evil 4 Remake announced, uh, in the original Resident Evil 4, there's apparently cut content because, I, I don't know, because Legos, why would they cut this out? Uh, so, in the original Resident Evil 4, there's an adorable pup stuck in a bear trap that Leo, Leon stumbles upon. The player can help free the dog from the trap, and the dog will return to help you out in a boss battle a bit later on. In the remake, we're just killing it. Mm. They're kind of pissed about it. Some fans were trying to be in denial about it, saying like this is a dark, more morbid take on the events of the of the game, and I was like, so a world where zombie apocalypse is, this is like a common thing at this point, and that's not morbid and dark. <laughs> I, I I don't know what you mean by that. I am completely confused now. 
Okay. So, reported by Deadline, Tim Burton has shared, though I Dumbo was probably his last film with Disney. Tim Burton was speaking to Deadline about this topic at a press conference at Lumiere Festival in Lyon, France, where he received the Prix Lumiere Award. For those unfamiliar, the award recognizes someone in the world of film for their contributions to the medium and whatnot. Burton then says, My history is that I started out there. I was hired and fired like several times throughout my career. The thing with Dumbo is that's why I think my days with Disney are done. I realized that I was Dumbo, that I was working in this horrible big circus, and I need to escape. The movie's quite autobiographical at a certain level. And... Burton also discussed how Disney has become a bit homogenized and that most likely not even an invitation to create a film in the MCU would be enough to bring it back as he can only deal with one universe and can't deal with multi-universes. Multi-universe. It's gotten to be very homo- homogenized and consolidated. There's less room for different types of things. Yeah, I can understand that. Disney's on the verge of conquering the world and... Yeah. Meanwhile, for those who are excited for House of the Dragon and how that ended up, uh, <laughs> God, uh, I gotta get that review down. Um, House of the Dragon season two, bad, good news and bad news. Good news is season two will feel like the middle run of Game of Thrones, according to the production team, but sh- according to the showrunner saying uh, we'll have more blood and we'll get to the spectacle however he's proud that how the first season took its time to fully establish these characters throughout their lives saying we will get to the spectacle but you have to understand these people's complexities before they are thrown into war series 2 will hit the rhythms people came to expect from the middle run game of thrones but it will have been earned and viewers will feel the tragedies because we put that put the work in he also spoke on the biggest complaints by the fan base the lack of the gift of Tyrion Lannister Condal and the team want these moments of levity between these those of great sorrow, but he also doesn't want to feel just retread what came before and take the easy route. That being said, he does believe that Matt Smith's statement does feel some of the void left by Tyrion Lannister. Any of that, says trying to create a Tyrion-like character or one even like Braun, would have just read as, oh, they're doing their Tyrion, it's pandering. Now we're writing two series, series two, Though we're finding natural pathways into moments of levity into this really dark drama. Also, I think Matt Smith is very funny. If there is one character that does not care, it is Damon. I mean, like, right up until he started choking Rhaenyra because he found out the truth about the prince who was promised and realizing his brother never told him. I'm sure he's not at all pissed about that. Meanwhile, Lost co-creator Damon Lindorf, L- Lindorf uh, is making a Star Wars movie. According to Deadline and The Hollywood Reporter. <sighs> oh, God. Considering his co-creator with him on Lost was J.J. J. Abrams, I wouldn't be surprised if people start going paranoid. Meanwhile, it's been announced by by Bethesda that Fallout 4 is getting an Xbox Series X and X, X and S, and PS5 upgrade next year. I don't know why, but okay. Meanwhile, Apple TV Plus is getting a price increase. For Apple TV Plus, you paid six dollars and ninety nine. You'll pay six dollars and ninety nine cents a month 
from previously five bucks, eleven bucks for, for Apple Music to previously ten bucks, and Apple One you'll pay seventeen bucks from the previous fifteen. Damn it! Uh, there is it took a price effect on the day it came. Oh, this report came out. And while those increased cover individuals, the race for family packages also jumped. Apple One now costs $22.95. The premier packages, which has extra storage, News Plus, and Fitness Plus, raises to $32.95 for families. Damn. The price bump is the first for the public for the publisher's Apple TV Plus service, but it's not the only stream platform with raising subscription fees, with Netflix kicking off the year with that and announced the limited ad-supported plan will be released on November 3rd, while Disney Plus and Hulu just also raised their fees and Disney Plus launches its ad-based here on December 8th. I'm sure this is not uh, due to inflation, economic strain, and uh, current events going on in the world. That's probably not going to get worse. I'm certainly not going to talk about it. You already probably seen me rant about the world on Twitter, which is now under the control of Elon Musk, who may or may not reinstate someone who started an insurrection. Oh, we could go into that all day. So anyways, Garden of the Galaxy's holiday special first trailer came out. And, and because uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is having a Christmas special, it makes sense that it will come out November 25th, 2022, instead of December. That is why Die Hard is still a Christmas movie. So, yeah. Oh, and Peter's still sad following the events around Gamora after Avengers Endgame, and, well, everyone and Drax and Mantis have to cheer him up by bringing him his childhood hero, Kevin Bacon, because, of course... So, um, considering Drax and Mantis are really Drax and Mantis, I'm pretty certain this involves kidnapping. In fact, I'm half expecting them to go ahead and do a scene where the, where Drax just says, I have an idea. And then we just jumped, jump forward in time with random disguises on Drax and Mantis with a tied up Kevin Bacon being bound and gagged, like... Did you really just kidnap this guy? We just committed like I know we're I know we're like the Guardians of the Galaxy and we saved the universe and all that, but I'm pretty sure this is a this is a massive, massive crime we just committed. Besides uh, what we did to a whole bunch of people. And the fact that we're outlaws technically, and I kinda had a role in the destruction of the universe for a time. Yeah, I think we're going to address uh, Peter's guilt over what happened with uh, not just Gamora, but with how he uh, doomed mankind. <laughs> no, we're, we're not? Okay. Meanwhile, Age of Empires 2 and 4 are ahead to Xbox next year. More specifically, Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition will launch on Xbox consoles on January 31st, 2023, while Age of Empires 4 will fall later that same later that same year. 
We're also getting Age of Mythology Retold, a definitive edition of the original 2002 Age of Mythology. The game is currently being developed in development with updated graphics, features, and more, but no details have been yet made clear. No other details after that. Meanwhile, HBO's Arkham Ascendant series has a brand new showrunner. Variety reports that Antonio Campos will serve as showrunner and executive producer of the series as well as his new writer. This reportedly is a contingent where Campos' version of the show going forward. He also has done work for The Staircase, which also appeared on HBO Max, as well as a stint at Netflix's The Punisher. Uh... They still say the GCPD show is still in development and that it's a separate project from the Arkham series, so yeah, we, we can just do that. Meanwhile, Microsoft is adding Android 13 features to Windows 11. Eh, cool. Uh, part of their next plan to conquer the marketplace. Got it. So, also, last but not least, let's just say it. The hierarchy of the DC Universe... More specifically, the DC Extended Universe and all its properties is about to change. Warner Bros. Discovery has announced new leaders that are going to be none other than James Gunn and Peter Suffren. According to The Hollywood Reporter, Warner Bros. tapped director James Gunn to become co-CEO of DC Studios, a new new division at Warner Bros. that will replace DC Films and oversee the films, TV, and animation projects. According to the report, Gunn will focus on the creative side, while Sephiroth will handle the business and production elements. Gunn will also continue to direct projects exclusively for DC in his new role, while Sephiroth will keep producing. Both now report to DC to Warner Bros. Discovery CEO David Zaslav. There's always that catch. Meanwhile, Gunn and Sephiroth will have top executive product posts overseeing DC movies, TV, and animations, and ends a month-long search for someone to replace the outgoing boss, Walter Hamada, who left the studio. Since the mergers, that David Zaslov has been looking for a new boss for, for DC Studios, someone who will occupy the Kevin Feige-like role and oversee all stra- overall strategy for the movies. Well, you got James Gunn and Peter Seferin, so I say that worked out. I hope James Gunn doesn't go too far with his James Gunness. Also, um... Apparently they did apparently contact Kevin Feige and saying, hey Kevin Feige, you want to overrun DC? I know you're probably stretched thin with like virtually everything else with Marvel, but can you think you'd be crazy to do this? Oh, and you're probably also doing a Star Wars film, so uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Considering Dan Lin would seem poised to be the new boss, negotiations fell apart and he declined the position. So, yeah. Meanwhile, Todd Phillips' uh, Joker 2 will not be under the under the studio, and Matt Reese's Batman Universe may not go under the studio either. However, all future projects moving forward will be under the 2DC Studios banner. So Batman is perfectly fine, okay? Batman is all right. God, I missed it when we didn't have reliance on so much Batman content. So, yeah. We'll be back after this break, this short break, and we'll get back to you after these messages. Stay tuned for more. This is your host, Eric Brown of Neo Neo Reality Collective, and we'll be back again in a few moments. Take care.
let's get this pod started and finish this all up. So, CD Projekt Red, after everything that went down, they announced that they will be remaking The Witcher. The original Witcher. In Unreal Engine 5, alongside developer Fool's Theory. This is part of the five game games the company announced earlier this month, and previously went by the codename Canis Majoris. This will be a true remake, with the company saying that it will be rebuilt from the ground up in Unreal Engine 5 and is in early stages of development. As part of its announcement, the company cautioned we want to do this right, so please be patient. It's going to be a while until we can share more details. Considering what happened the last time they were impatient, it ended very badly for a while. So, yeah. Considering that... This is a remake of a game that people kind of forgot about. Really, I, I, really, I think people just think of Witcher as a duology and a trilogy at this point. To do this with the re- Witcher remake, it feels right to finally cap off the trilogy and get the proper game that you made that was mixed reception to get the respect it rightfully has earned. Considering it has to be on par with both Witcher 2 and Witcher 3. Meanwhile, uh, Oscar Isaac has come out and confirmed that there is no official word yet on the Moon Knight Season 2 show. Saying he couldn't definitely speak into Collider, saying he couldn't definitely speak out about whether or not Moon Knight would return for a second season because he hadn't received official word yet. He sure fans that he was in the same position as them, just waiting to see what happens with his character. Saying we can't definitely say that. I need my teasing abilities. I can't drain me of those. What a cock tease I am. Always been. No, I hope so. We'll see what happens, but at the moment, there's no official word. So, considering that they ended on a cliffhanger, it kind of would be a waste to just stop the story just ending it there. (laughs) And, (laughs) like, People did like Moon Knight, but still, it, it, it just seems kind of random to just stop making it when this is all said and done or whatnot, but I don't know. Uh, I stopped like halfway through the show because I under, underwent superhero media fatigue because there's just so much of it around, so I've just been sticking to comics. Meanwhile, Batman Arkham Studio co-founders uh, leave Rocksteady. Right before the upcoming Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League comes out. They're just leaving the game nearly finished, and they both decide to leave Rocksteady at the end of 2022. So, yeah, I was shocked. Just shocked. Remember Seth Rogen and the Sachs Party shit movie? Well, Prime Video announced a sequel series called a sequel streaming series called Sachs Party Futopia will be dished out eight course television event in 2024. The anime series will reunite several stars from the film, such as Seth Rogen, Kristen Wiig, Michael Cera, David Grunholtz, and Edward Norton. Return to lend their voices at the culinary crew of the spinoff alongside newly invited party guests. Will Fort, uh, Sam Richardson, Natasha Rothwell, and Yeshia Lester. 
pop details are kept under wrap, but with production already underway, we can expect more information in the coming months. Uh, so it came out of the Jordan statement saying Seth Rogen and even Goldberg saying film used to be a superior art form to television and we humbly reached the pinnacle of what can be achieved with the film in our remarkable opus Sarge's Sausage Pie but now that the film is completely that film is completely dead and TV is forever the king of entertainment we've decided to continue the epic adventure of our culinary crew and the soon to be epic soon to be legendary televised his masterpiece, Shawshank's Party Utopia. I'm like, film's not completely dead. They're still breaking box office records. So, yeah. Meanwhile, Baron Sanders was also part of the PR statement talking about how this is a hilarious one of a kind of out of the world the original Sausage Party was and saying how they're thrilled to collaborate again with Seth Evan and the team. So, you know, generic PR stuff. Vernon also was the director, co-directored the original feature film, so great. So take it that what you will. Meanwhile, Phil Spencer decided to choose violence against the community of NFTs, saying uh, on a Wall Street Journal Live, saying the metaverse is a poorly built video game. Saying today it's a poorly built video game. Building a metaverse that's like a living room is not how I want to spend my time. However, Spencer's adds that it's early days and that this will evolve. Considering how Facebook changed their name to Meta and nothing has really worked out for that, it's depressing. Heck, we have more of a chance to make S- Sword Art Online a reality at this point with the Nerve Gear. So, yeah. So, Dragon Age Dreadwolf, that game that will take forever to come out, has completed its alpha milestone, meaning that while there's still a lot of work and polish to go, both to the upcoming RPG is now playable from start to finish. In a post on Electronic Arts website, General Manager Gary McKay explained that this milestone means the studio's after to iterate on this playable version of Dreadwolf and is focusing on its efforts of visual fidelity and iterating on the gameplay features in place. And they hope to communicate more about the game in the coming months and the game has taken its definitive shape. Saying the alpha milestone is an extremely important one for us, but there's more work to be done. We also want to continue being transparent with you, our community, and keep you up to date with what we're crafting. Hopefully you've been enjoying our development updates on Dreadwolf this year, as we'll be looking to share more in the future. Ha! Okay. So, uh, I kind of more like just want to see what's with Mass Effect 5. Phil Spencer also came out and said that Xbox Game Pass is profitable, but growth is slowing, hence that price increase. My god. Yeah. And it's comprising roughly around 10-15% of Microsoft's gaming revenue. However, growth is slowing and price increases may be on the way during that Wall Street Journal Live interview. Damn it. They could just make a new tier. I'm sure they could make of something. Meanwhile, Rihanna has released a Wakanda Forever song that is a tribute to Black Panther's Chadwick Boseman that just recently came out on October 28th, so take it that what you will. Meanwhile, HBO Max's planned Green Lantern series is undergoing a career change. According to Variety, great... I can't pronounce his last thing I tried. Green Lantern series for HBO Max has lost his co-writer and showrunner, Seth... Granham Smith. Furthermore, the series will no longer focus on Green Lantern members Guy Gardner and Alan Scott and will instead focus on Jon Stewart. 
As a result, the two actors cast the show of the show as Gardner and Scott have left it. Green Lantern was announced as a straight-to-series 10-episode series for HBO Max with Grant Smith to direct. The show promised to show the Avengers of multiple lanterns, including Gardner, Scott, Jessica Cruz, and Simon Bass, with a particular focus on the first two. So, uh, I kind of... Oh, and that director I told you about? Yeah, he was once attached to be the director of The Flash... And then everything went to hell with that, and then Ezra Miller lost their mind. And, you know, Ezra Miller is just so repentive on this whole thing. But I was like, I kind of, well, I like Jon Stewart. He was my start to Green Lantern, not Hal Jordan or Kyle Rayner or Alan Scott. I will say, I kind of want to, like, Jon Stewart had his moment in the sun with the Green Lantern, with the, um, comment, with the, uh, cartoon series of Justice League and Justice League Unlimited, and Hal Jordan certainly got his somewhat moment. I kind of want to see Alan Scott be given a chance to showcase, or Jessica Cruz, because Jessica Cruz is awesome, and I wish she was used more in the DC comic stuff, but uh, that's sadly just me right now. So, Todd Howard revealed, because, so, because Bethesda wanted to talk about this kind of stuff, Bethesda revealed that Todd Howard, Bethesda's Todd Howard revealed that New Vegas was originally just a massive expansion for Fallout 3, but pushed it to be a standalone product. Thank God for that! During that Bethesda retrospective of Fallout Fallout series. <laughs> Meanwhile, since I can just spoil this at this point, um, Henry Cavill, who came back as Superman in Black Adam, uh... Super, he's wearing the iconic Superman blood and blue and red suit. Speaking on the podcast, happy, sad, confused. Per Variety, the actor explained why he opted to wear the man's steel gear for his return as, as he opened up his emotional resonance of the outfit and how he felt when he put it on again for the first time, saying how it was a powerful moment for him. Saying, I was sure how it would feel, whether it would be something very emotional connected because I put the man's steel suit on. I chose that one in particular because of the nostalgia attached to the suit. It was important to me to be standing there and enjoying that moment. That is the one-time moment in my career. It feels great to have the opportunity to wear it again. Now, I, I would like to state for the record that um, <laughs> some people were probably thinking, wait, why is he not wearing the, the black suit that he got from Zack Snyder's Justice League? Well, we don't know if that is actually fully canon in the DC, in the DC Extended Universe after the failure and the controversy that is Justice League. And at the same time, considering it's been several years, I would assume he's probably recovered enough of his strength with the, with the, uh, that he can wear the regular suit again. So either if, even if Zack Snyder's Justice League is canon again, um, he could be back in the suit. So it makes sense he would go back into it, considering that it's been years. So yeah, I'm glad Henry Cavill's back as Superman. Meanwhile, the upcoming Marvel Midnight Suns will begin post-slotch content and a season pass that adds Deadpool, Venom, Morbius, and Storm. Yes! With the Midnight Suns game. 
It's currently been delayed to December 2nd, but let's be real, they'll probably do it again. Meanwhile, Steam Big Picture mode has on PC will now adopt the specifically designed Steam Deck UI. Valve announced its newest update will bring the Steam Deck UI and is available now for testing. Okay. Meanwhile, 1923 Yellowstone prequel has a release date set for release. Released on December 18th in the US and Canada, premiering December 19th in the UK and Europe. And 1923 is said to be introduced a new generation of the Dutton family, owners of the largest ranch in Montana, and a family at the heart of Yellowstone. The show will star Harrison Ford as Jacob Dutton, along with Helen Mirren, and as his wife, Cara. 1923 will explore how pandemics, historic drought, and the end of Prohibition, and the Great Depression, all plagued the Mountain West and the Duttons who call it home. Oh, yes, let's be reminded of those the roaring 20s to the depressing 30s. Meanwhile, there was a re- there was reports coming out saying that EA had announced that they were planning to stop selling physical copies of games entirely in some parts of Europe, but EA announced it came out to a statement to IGN denying those reports saying it will that said that and meaning business will continue as normal, saying we are not stopped physical distribution of our games in Germany, Austria, and Switzerland, and players will continue to be able to play- buy our games from our retailers across the region. These reports saying otherwise are an accurate reflection of the disclosure made in EA's Germany's statuary financial statements. So, uh, yeah. Ouch. Meanwhile, um, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, had added the Good Place star in a mystery role, William Jackson Harper. According to Variety, Harper will be joining MCU in Underworld, that's apparently a closely guarded secret, and he and Har- Harper has been known in the series of The Good Place, and also starred in a folk horror called Midsommar. So, and Kang is back, so uh, get ready for that insanity. Meanwhile, Venom 3 is set to begin production soon, and is set to have Kelly Markle as director after writing the screenplay for both Venom and its sequel, Let There Be Carnage. I'm trying to wonder why, considering there was a mix for subjects of both films. Deadline reports sources close to the film's production career confirm Markle is set to direct the movie. She will also serve as producer alongside Tom Hardy, who plays them in Care Daddy Brock and the titular symbiote. Sources say that Hardy and Markle will have always been on the same page when it came to mapping out the story of Eddie and Venom and agreed on the direction of the final chapter of the trilogy. Hardy seemed to confirm that the script for the third movie was complete back in June this year. Hmm. Uh, that's good. That's good. Meanwhile, Kevin Feige was revealed to have been the first person James Gunn told that he was signing to lead the DC Universe. And Kevin Feige came out saying he's proud of him and says that he will be the first man in line to watch James Gunn's DCU. Also, as Henry Cavill has returned to the Superman role, something strange has happened on the Witcher side of things. Witcher has been renewed for a fourth season, however, Henry Cavill is no longer going to play the starring character, and instead will go to Liam Hensworth. I don't know why he just came out of a statement saying my journey has been filled with both monsters and adventures in the last I will be laying down my medallions my source for season four 
In my stead, the fantastic Mr. Liam Hensworth will be taking the mantle of the White Wolf. As with the greatest of literary characters, I pass the torch with reverence for the time spent embodying Gellert and an enthusiasm to see Liam's take on the most fascinating and nuanced of men. Liam, good sir, this character has such a wonderful depth to him. Enjoy diving and seeing what you can find. Um... If you're wondering who Liam Hemsworth is, well, let's just let's just be real. He's the younger brother of Chris Hemsworth, so we can cue Superman versus Thor jokes if we want. Even though, even though Jeff Johns did allude to that was going to happen if there was ever a secret crisis, and they acknowledged that Doomsday is weaker than Hulk. That that's saying a lot. And last but not least, to cap this all off, Vision may in fact be returning along with Wanda. Uh, as announced as the second WandaVision spinoff is reportedly under development, the featuring return of Paul Bet- Bettner's The Vision, Deadline reports that the new series will be called Vision Quest and will potentially feature Elizabeth Olsen and Wanda Maximoff. Some within the Marvel Universe are apparently calling it the White Vision Project after the version of Vision that appeared in WandaVision's climactic moments. So it will join Agatha, Coven of Chaos, if it comes to fruition, as the second series to spring from the success of WandaVision. Both shows will be overseen by Jack, Jack Sever, who served as the creator of WandaVision, writer and executive producer. So, yeah, Vision's coming. It looks like Vision and Wanda are coming back, and Wanda's still alive. I'm curious as to know what happens, how Wanda's going to react to that Vision, now having the memories of his past even though he tried to kill Wando because he's a duplicate assigned to murder her because the government sucks. But, um... Yeah. We'll have to see where that goes. But, um, I'm excited to see to hopefully see that down the road when I get my fatigue out of this, out of me. But, we'll have to see where that comes from. Well, everyone, this has been your host, Eric Brown of Neo Reality Collective, Pop Culture News and Reviews Talk, episode 56. Feel free to check out my other content throughout YouTube and Twitter. Check out, Follow me on Twitter. Check me out on Linktree, Neo Reality ENT. And be sure to watch the podcast and continue checking out my content everywhere it goes. I'll see you all again next time, and peace out. Stay tuned for this last ad break and outro, and I'll see you all again next time. Peace. Be sure to donate to the brand and keep up to date with additional content on YouTube channels such as Neo Reality Entertainment, NRE The Wrestleverse, and NRE Pop Culture Omniversa.